Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Praise be to the living God. We're going to be speaking this morning on divine healing part two this morning specifically in the realm of the power of the blood of Jesus. I was out doing some visiting this week and um I popped in and seen Cindy and Calvin Cahoon, and we were talking about the message today and the power of healing and divine healing. And and uh, Cindy was like, oh, my goodness, i got to tell you my story. I, I got healed. And, and I was like, wow, that's quite a testimony. And so I said, Cindy, would you share that with us Sunday morning before I preach the word? Would you share what God has done for you? So before I get into the preaching and the treaching and the screeching, we're going to do some testimonying. Come on up, Cindy. God bless you. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. God is good. He is all the time. Um, When Pastor Jody asked me, um, I felt privileged, and I do feel privileged to be able to share what God's done for me. It's only one of the things. Um, And I say only one because he's done many things for me. Um, And I want to give him praise and glory for everything that he has done. Um. I had uh, a lot of the years of my life suffered with um, asthma and been on a puffer. Well, a few years back, I ended up on four puffers, taking them four times a day. And I still was not getting the breath in my lungs that I needed. I didn't have full capacity. To do stairs, my lungs uh, were at less than 50 capacity, and that's after taking the puffers. So one day, um, as I was in my quiet time with the Lord, I heard these words. Healing comes through worship. So I didn't question God because he's done this to me many times, and I just took the word, okay? And I know that he's going to show me the time. So it was roughly two weeks later, taking my puffers Sunday morning, And I was doing Sunday school that morning, but uh, we come upstairs. And again, like I said, doing stairs was difficult. And went upstairs, and I was sitting in the very back pew. And um, some of you folks may know Naomi and Mike uh, Noel from Fredericton. They're powerful worship leaders. Well, they were at uh, McAdam Fellowship and doing a weekend of worship training. And and, uh, so anyway, we were singing... Great are you, Lord. So during that song, some of the words are, it's your breath in our lungs. And I take things with God very literal. I take them personal because he's a personal God, right? He's a personal God. And so I was sitting in the very back pew, and I was worshiping the Lord, and as I was singing those song, those words, you are, your, it's your breath in my lungs. I took a deep breath in like this. And just like now, my lungs filled up to capacity, and I knew it. And I said, oh, God, that's you. That's you. You breathed into my lungs. I can breathe. My lungs are full. Even the years of doing the four puffers four times a day, my lungs never failed like that, never. And he spoke to me. 
He said, I have breathed my breath in your lungs as I did in Adam, when I created Adam. And I said, God, you are so awesome. So I go downstairs for Sunday school. After Sunday school, I come upstairs. I know I'm healed. And I went up and talked to Naomi and asked her just to come into agreement with me. I said, I don't want you to pray for healing because I've received it. But just pray with me and come into agreement with me. And I believe it's very important that you have a like-minded believer to come into agreement with you. It's very important. So Naomi did. And she encouraged me this one thing, and it stuck with me. She said, if the symptoms try to come back, you remember that those are lying symptoms and tell them to get in the name of Jesus. And that's true. That's vital to do. So um, I went home. I didn't tell him. My son was a pastor then, Billy, and I didn't tell him. I didn't tell my daughter. I went home. Calvin come home from work, and I told him. And I said, I'm not telling anybody. I'm calling the respiratory therapist. A month previous to that, she wanted to hospitalize me because it was so bad. But anyway, so I'm going to give her a call because I want the test done because I want medical documentation. So I went, I called her Monday. She said, are you okay? And I said, yes, but I want the test redone. So I went in on Friday and that was, okay, my healing was March 12th, 2017. So it was on Friday that I went and we redid the test and she's looking at this, her computer, and she looks up at me, and she did that several times. She looked up again, she says, you're healed. But, but, but I got a little bit ahead before, when I went in, she said, what is going on? And I said, do you remember when I agreed to go on all this medication? I told you that I would do it until God healed me. And she said, yeah, I remember that. I said, well, he healed me. Well, then she said, yeah, he healed you. Yeah. <laughs> so God, to God be the glory. <clears throat> We serve an amazing God, an amazing God. And um, I tell you, man, when I woke up this morning, I had the worst headache. Oh, it was horrible. And I'm thinking, Lord, what am I going to do? And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I recognize where this has come from. Satan, you're not going to win. No, 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 I'm going. Get up. My husband prayed, and it left. <laughs> The enemy will do that, and I'm not giving him glory. All I'm doing is revealing his tactics because he will try to stop us in any way that he can. He will try to stop us. And um, I asked Pastor Jody's permission to share some scripture with you, which is what I want to leave with you. Um, When I went to bed last night, I didn't have anything, but when I got up this morning, God laid this on my heart to share with the body. And it's in 2 Chronicles, and it was when they were going to go to war. Okay, but God said no. The battle's not yours. You're not fighting this today, he says. So I'm going to start in verse 20 in chapter 20 of Second Chronicles. They rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tico. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord your God. And you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets that succeed. So he's telling them to position yourself. Position yourself, okay? He said, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire 
as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. When they began singing and praising the Lord, set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sinai, Siri, sorry, who had come against Judah, and they were rooted. And that word rooted means struck down, destroyed. So it was the worshipers that went before. And they worshiped the living God. And that caused such a confusion to come upon the enemy. And the enemy destroyed itself. And I say this to share this, to say that sicknesses and illnesses, all of these things are an enemy to, the, to God. They were literally fighting flesh and blood. But we know we don't fight, fight flesh and blood, right? But you take with illnesses and, and all of this, those are enemies of God, right? And so to God be the glory. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cindy. Praise God. I believe it's good to hear the testimony. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of Good to hear. And it, I know you guys hear me so much. Probably sounds like a train going by. And, uh, but to hear a different voice and different story. And it's true. I know some of you are just chuckling at me, but it's the truth. You know, it's, it's I'll never forget uh, when I was... <laughs> pastoring with uh, Pastor Cook in Back Bay, and he'd be on his ears, and he'd just be giving her week after week. And, and he'd come back, and we'd get together Monday morning, and he'd say, Jody, they're just not getting it. And he'd get frustrated, you know. We are we are fellows. We are flesh. And uh, then some film evangelists would come by, and like Benny Jones. And we never, we, Benny just knew what time church started. He never asked a question, never asked what we were doing or what was going on or nothing. He just showed up and preached, and Benny got up and preached the last 15 sermons that Pastor Cook just preached in a weekend. And the church would move. Revival and healings and salvations and restorations and just refreshes. And, and he'd almost get frustrated. He's like, well, I must just bring Benny up here to preach for me. And I'm like, well, nobody. It's just a train going by. The Holy Spirit's at work. The Holy Spirit's at work. And you know what? We all in the body, that's what we need to hear. We need to hear from each other. We need to hear from each other the word of God and the testimonies and and yeah, I could have got up here and shared Cindy's story, but that's not my story. That's Cindy's story. That's her testimony. That's her miracle. That's her healing. Amen. And it's good for us to share stuff. Amen. That's what I thought. Well, we're going to share that. It's a faith builder. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Thank you, Cindy, for doing that. And God bless you. You're going to hear a bit more from Cindy in her Wednesday night Bible studies. And um, so God bless her. And uh, Isaiah 53, verses 1 to 5, this is not a stranger to us in regards to this portion of Scripture, but it bears us to read it and repeat it and get it in our heads and our hearts. Who has believed our report? Lots of reports floating around these days. Lots of reports, but I got a report that I'm going to believe. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, there's no beauty that we should even desire him. 
He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. Let's say that together. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. I heard some of you say, we are. You're quoting Peter. That's right. We are healed. (laughs) Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for anointing. We need it, Father. We don't want to be just up here talking. We want the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We want knowledge. We want wisdom and understanding, Father. So guide us today. Lead us today, Father, online, in person, across this region, across the nations, Father. In Jesus' name, we give you praise and glory. Everybody in the house said, and everybody online said, Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. I'm going to bring it out to you this way because I believe in divine healing. I believe that divine healing, as we see through the Gospels, is an element that Jesus Christ used over and over and over again to reveal the manifest glory of the Lord. Every time he showed up to a situation, he had no problem confronting diseases and illnesses and infirmities and negative demonic spirits. He had no problem with it whatsoever. It was just an everyday thing to him that when he stepped out of the house, it was like the demonic, the, the, the demonic world was saying, Oh dear, here he comes. Leprosy said, Oh my, here he comes. And I have to ask myself this question is, when I step out and about, when we step out and about in our community, does the demonic say, oh my God, there they go? Or does the demonic say, oh, there's another churchgoer? I'm being real with you. I'm being real. This is the time and this is the season for us to say, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. This is the time and the season for the boldness of the church. Remember, boldness is not arrogance. Arrogance, it comes from demonic. But boldness is a humble, strong respect, fear, and awe of the presence of Jehovah that is with you 24-7. That the favor of God is on your walk and is on your talk, is in the atmosphere that you reside in and that you work in, and that the word and the work of God will be made manifest everywhere you show up. He did not say, behold, I send you out to build churches and be good Christian churchgoers. He said, no, I send you out that when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. That when you come across demonic spirits, you can free that person from that opposition. Amen. That you have authority over those things. And Jesus, when he heals, whether it's today, whether it's 2,000 years ago, number one this morning, it is healing to confirm his word. 
Everything that we do hinges on the Word of God, including divine healing. The Scripture says, even in Psalms, He sent His Word and what? Healed them. Amen? We, we heard a testimony this morning, but it was sealed with what? The Word of God. Why is that? Because the Word of God is that lamp and it is that light. And Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10, verse 37 and 38. He said, if I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works. That you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. There will be people out there in our community, in our region, that may not believe you. Who cares? But I pray that they believe in the works that you're doing because the works that you're doing is a manifest of the Spirit of the living God working in you and through you. Amen. I said it last week, it bears repeating. I don't care about ourselves. I don't want to be a Laodicean church that says, wow, look at your name in the community and the great works you're done. And then the Holy Spirit comes say, yes, but I have something against you. You've left your first love. I want the works of this church to be saying, you know what? That the blind see, that the lame walk, that the deaf hear. There's people that can't walk today because they've been wounded and they don't feel like taking another step. There's people that cannot see today because all they see is the natural stuff going on around them. But the work of the church will help them to see that through this chaotic world that you and I have found ourselves in, that through this there is still the love and the power and the authority of the power of the Holy Spirit still at work. You say, oh, Joe, these are crazy times. Get out your history books. Roman was no picnic. Being a citizen of Ephesus was not a picnic, mostly if you were a Christian. Where's it get quiet here? If we did not know that Paul was writing this from a Roman prison cell put there unjustly, we would hardly believe it because what does he give? Even in a Roman cell, out comes the word of God. Out comes the freedom of God. Hope, freedom. Hope, freedom. From a prison cell, he's writing along and saying, you know what, I'm not a citizen of this mess. Amen? Every time God does something, he's confirming his word. How do you know if it's a trick or a wile of the enemy or a trap of the enemy? Is something happens and God's word does not back it up. But we go out in this region and we do works of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there will be times they won't believe you. Just give out Jesus. Just give out Jesus. Just give out his love, his authority. His power. And let him do the work. When he does his work. Whether it's divine healing. Salvation. Whatever it may be. I was dealing with a young lad this week. And he had a very, very important appointment Thursday. There's a lot of people praying over this young lad. Legally, he probably. Should have or could have had things go really wrong for him. I messaged him Thursday night. I said, how you doing? 
He said, well, I'm talking to you, aren't I? And if you knew this guy, this is how he talks. He just shoots from the hip. <laughs> the favor of God. And he, this guy, he said right to me, he said, I don't believe this God you serve. And I'm like, that's okay. But I believe in the words I'm putting in you. And he sat in my office a week before that, and I said, the words I'm giving you are going in your spirit, whether you like it or not, believe it or not. And they, they are at work, and the favor of God is over your life, and you're going to see the favor of God come in your life and do a work. What are you saying? I'm saying my words will fall flat on his face, but the word of God stands forever. Amen? The counsel has been heard, and the counsel of God will always last and stand forever. And every time that Jesus Christ does something, one more time, it, it does it to show the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen? We sang about the power in the blood. We sang about how the reality that when he spilled his blood, it was for the reality of the cleansing of our sin and the healing of our body. We just read about it in Isaiah chapter 53. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. In First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, it says, knowing that we were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or without spot. It is the spotless blood of Jesus that when it applies itself to your heart and to my heart, when it applies itself to your situation and mine, the demonic forces of hell show up and they look at the doorpost of your mind and your heart and say, I'm not welcome here because there's a source and a power and authority higher than I and I can't even pass that seal. I can't even even go there. That is how powerful the blood of Jesus Christ is upon the child of God and the church of the living God. There's a lot of churches in North America that will not talk about this gruesome cross and what Christ went through. They won't sing about the blood or talk about the blood because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. They've taken it out of the hymn books. They've taken it out of the songs. But guess what? The scripture says this gospel does offend. It won't make everybody feel good. But it will get you to heaven. It is the blood of Jesus, not our, not our fancery and not our finery and all that's fine and dandy. But the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sin. Amen. When I plead the blood over you all, I know you're pleading your blood over yourselves and your household. And when we plead the blood, I know we can't go wrong. I know there's a covering over the household of faith. I know there's a covering over your health and household and family and finances because we plead the blood. Praise be to the living God. We go into the hospitals and care homes and homes of alike. Not just me, but many of you as well. We can, when we plead the blood of Jesus Christ, it is the authority of the believer to stand on that shed blood. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, a favorite passage of mine. You might want to make it yours. It says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence. You know what the church needs right now? Confidence. To what? Enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. 
We sang a song years ago, into the holy of holies, into the presence of the king. I have no reservation, but he said, come on in. We folks need to know and have this confidence. Why walk into the holy place? We come into the holy place because that's where we hear him. Where's the holy place? Your prayer spot. We don't need a priest to go on our behalf anymore. Back in the day, you had to go to the priest and the priest come out and he shared what God was saying to all the people. Good news, that veil's been rent and tore down and now you and I, through the blood of Jesus, our high priest, we can go in and we can go to the holy of places and there we can hear the very voice of God. Why is that important? Sort of what Cindy was saying earlier. I wake up with a headache. No, sir, I'm not accepting that. I know where that stricken lie is coming from. I'm going to the holy place. I'm going where God's speaking. I'm going where God's doing. And I'm going to hear. And I'm going to know. And I'm going to feel. And I'm going to walk in the holy presence of the living God. And when I'm walking in that realm, in that atmosphere, no demon in hell stands a chance. Lately of late for the last little while, I've been praying that the church of God across Charlotte County and across Canada would get a boldness and a confidence, not an arrogance. I'm not talking about raising some army. I'm talking about a confidence that if God is for you, who can be against you? How? By the blood of Jesus. Someone said to me this week, oh, you must be discouraged. No, no, I've never been more fired up. Amen. Whose report will you believe? I guarantee you it's not CNN, it's not Fox, it's not CBC, CTV, you're on my, my, my. I'm believing this one right here. It tells me all I need to know. It tells me what's up. It tells me that things are going on. It tells me that we are in the end times. It tells me all about this stuff. And we're going to talk about that in a few weeks. But it tells me this, that I have confidence that no matter what I face, we all walk away as a child of God, the winner. Amen. When we see dear souls walk through this house tonight and they're looking for help and they're looking for hope, we have a confidence because there's a team that's been to the holy place and we've been in the Shekinah glory of God and we know the deliverer and we know the healer. Amen? I have confidence to you. Every time the Lord heals, every time the Lord heals, Let's say it together. Every time the Lord heals, it could be of sin, sickness, depression, anxiety, hurts, pains, past. Every time the Lord heals somebody of something, it reminds the devil of his defeat at Calvary. Genesis 3 and 15. Jehovah spoke. Almighty living God spoke. To Lucifer. And he said I will. That means mark it down. It's happening. I will put enmity. Or opposition. Or a bandwidth. Between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your heel. And you shall bruise. Or you. He shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise his heel. 
He gave him the forecast from that day on that at the end of the day, no matter what comes, I'm getting your head. I want to make a little pit stop right here. Let's not fool ourselves that we live in some really radical, crazy times. I understand that we're not blinded to what's going on around us in this day and age that you and I are living in. I know that by the way of the emails I get and the text messages and phone calls I get. But I need to remind the church one more time. God also knows. God also knew. And the position that I'm taking on this is this. I'm honored to be here. Why? I have never seen a week and a month and even a quarter as we wind up the third quarter of this year of a community and a region so hungry to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, if we had to go through all this to get there, God will shake what He needs to shake and He'll do what He needs to do to get His Word into people's heads and hearts that they will turn to Him. Amen. He will. And He'll do what He's got to do and He will allow what needs to be allowed because His purpose is simply this. He would that none, none, none would perish but that all would come to repentance. I know a lot of us get concerned about a lot of things, but I'm telling you what he's concerned about is that all men would come to repentance. Life is only about 70 to 80 years, but eternity is eternity. But every time that someone gets healed, saved, and delivered, it reminds hell. It reminds the devil of that prophecy of Genesis 3.15. It reminds him of his defeat every time. That's why 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Are we destroying the works of the devil or are we yanging about it? We can destroy that. I walk out of the house tomorrow morning. What's the mission? Destroy the work of the devil. Not trample over my neighbor. Uh Oh. Don't cause a fight. Oh, it's getting quiet in here now. Lord mercy, what that boy about say? My mission is not to create a group over here and a group over here. My mission is to destroy the works of the devil. Because I can tell you guys right now, the work of the devil... And his assignment, there's nothing he'd rather want than to see 120 people walk in this room and half you over here and half you over here. I'm telling you in Jesus' name, don't let it happen. Because it can happen in four weeks, if not less. It is time for the church to step outside of those doors and say, I will destroy the works of the devil. Any lying spirit, any opposing spirit, any junk, any nonsense, I shut it down in Jesus' name. God give us wisdom. God give us knowledge. God give us discernment. And let's pull this thing together because we're going to see a mighty harvest of souls in these end days right here in this household of faith. Amen? I believe it. I believe it with everything I got. I put every ounce I've got all week into one thing, not to prove a cause, but to prove Jesus. Amen? 
And at the end of the day, when we move forward, you say, why? Why? Because again, I'm not listening to media. I'm listening to Revelation. And I check it out. Just check it out. Revelation 21. I double dog dare you to check out Revelation 21. It says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So why would I spend so much time on my little time on this earth worrying about this one? When I'm seeing a new heaven and John saying, I saw a new earth and for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Why would I want to focus on dead things? I already know it's destiny. God says, I've lined it up to shut it down. Lebo Shakaya. Wake up, church. Wake up. This is not the time to focus on dead things. This is a time to focus on the life and abundance of it. And also there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for the husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And check it out. God will. I said, God will. He will wipe away every tear from your eye. I realize there's people crying yourself to sleep. I realize you're crying in confusion. I realize you're crying in distress. But I want you to tell you right now, there's a God in heaven who loves you and will care about you and will put a peace that passes all understanding that will rule and reign and guard your heart. He will wipe away every tear. Someone asked me this week of visiting, how you doing? About, you know, you must be just, you must be anxious. I said, I have this radical peace about me. I just can't get it. I just radical about God's peace in me. Amen. Amen. Why not? Well, y'all looking at me like I got three heads, but I only got one. Probably a good thing. There will be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, and there should be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Whew. Thank God for that. Someone said, Lord Jesus, close the chapter now. You know why he hasn't closed this chapter? Because I know what he's doing. The scripture tells us what he's doing. He's looking over this earth. From this side to this side to this side. Finding anybody at all that would trust him, that he could trust him. Man, he's looking. When we're looking at everything else, Lord Jesus Christ is looking across this earth. One more soul. How do you know? The prophet said of souls, souls in the valley of decision. And he's looking for those souls and he's searching after them because the more he can raise up and the more that he can bring up is the more he's bringing home to show him this new heaven and this new earth that he will wipe away every tear. He will take away every pain. He will take away every frustration, every hurt. And he accessed us through the blood of Jesus. Folks, we have the access to all of this through the blood of the Lord Jesus. We can access this and we can access that. But the full eternal access to the power of the living God is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and folks someday very very soon we're going home because Jesus Christ shed his blood for you and I and we win we win we win we win 
don't ever walk away. Don't ever put your head down on the pillow at night and say, man, I feel defeated. No, no. He's already given you the final forecast. He's already given you the last newscast. And I promise you the CNN and Fox and CTV and CBC and all the others don't have the final word. This book has the final word. Lebo Book already tells you and I man's ways will falter. It already tells you that man's schemes and man's lies, it will come to an end. People I know you may some of you get a little frustrated, say, Why do you get around up about that? I tell you why I don't. God says he laughs at the schemes of the enemy. Ha 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 ha. He sits back and says, That's a joke. You may think you're pompous and popular and powerful. He'll shut that down. He'll mute the leaders when they start going crazy. And I'll leave that with you. What do we do? What do we do as we face an election? I tell you what we do. We walk in the authority of the Holy Spirit. Malachi 3 and 7, I posted it on social media this week. Return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord. Return to me. And I pray this election. When people walk in here tomorrow and they do their voting, I realize they're just men and they're just women. And I realize some folks are doing it for a really good reason and others are doing it because it's a good paying job and their retirement plan is pretty good too. Let's not fool ourselves. But remember, every one of them is a soul. And what we need in the House of Commons and what we need in the Senate is a revival. What we need is people to get on their knees starting at the church house and ending up at the Senate and the House of Commons is everybody getting on their knees and repenting before God and saying, God, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. Never forget that you are bought with a price. You were bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have the blood of Jesus Christ applied to the doorpost of your heart and your head. Never forget who you are. Never forget whose you are. Never forget one thing that when troublesome times come your way, when confusing times come your way, never forget Revelation 21. That's your story. Never forget Revelation 21. That's the journey you're on. Never forget, don't get all fogged up on all this stuff going on. It's meant to come. God's allowing some of this foolishness to go on. Do I like it? No, I don't. Do I agree with it? No, I don't. But it's happening anyway. And I will not get off course and lose focus of the mission. And the mission is this. The kingdom will be established. We will destroy the works of the enemy. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Did he ever say once this would be, would be easy? No, no. He said, many of you actually are going to lose your life for my name's sake. Never once did he promise us a better roses, but he did say, I'll be the rose of Sharon. But I want to be old like old Paul. As the rats are playing race around my feet in a prison cell, I've got this crazy, fired-up hope. This is man, oh man, oh man. It may look today like the rats are winning, but I got my eye on the sky. 
and there ain't no rats there. There's a race. There's a race that is much, much more important than the rat race. It's much more important than a Roman prison cell. And I'm focused on that. I don't know about you, but I want to see that new heaven. I want to see that new earth. I want to see that crystal sea. I want to see the reality of the fact that, you know what, there's no need of the sun for Jesus Christ as the sun. I want to see that. How? We have access. Church, online folks, we have access through the blood of Jesus. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.